This is Taylor Talk, the number one Taylor Swift podcast brought to you by taylortalk.org. Hey, hey, guys, and welcome to episode 166 of Taylor Talk, the Taylor Swift podcast. This is the last episode of 2014. My name is Adam. I'm Diane. I'm Sammy. And I'm Steve. And I hope you guys are all doing great this week. Last week, we uh, took you down Santa Claus Lane. This week, we're going to take you down Memory Lane. Oh, that was a good little thing you said. You like that? And a little yeah. little recap um, of Taylor's 2014. We'll take you through some of the biggest moments of 2014 in the Taylor Swift world. That's in just a few minutes. Now, I'm uh, shaking things up a little bit. Not shaking them off, but shaking them up and <laughs> mixing up the order of the way we do things around here for a minute. Hope you don't mind. Gonna open it up with a voicemail from Evan. Evan, what do you have to say, buddy? Hey, Taylor Talk, it's Evan. You know you're a Taylor Talk Swifty when you miss Adam's bad jokes because they were so terrible that you laughed anyway. And yes, I did add the badum Haha. Evan, you want a joke? It's actually funny you said that. You're not the only one. This comes back by popular demand because at Maserati Swift on uh, Twitter also said that I should bring back the jokes. Now, if you're new to the show, I tell these jokes, and people think that they're really bad, but I I don't think they're bad. I think they're funny. All right, you guys we'll, ready we'll for a joke? We'll be the judge of that. All right, Steve. What is a cow's favorite holiday? Mm. Moo years. Oh, happy moo year to you. Happy moo year, buddy. Oh, that's silly. Where do you find these? I just his brain. He yeah. comes up with them on his own. He's my brain there. combined with the internet knows everything. So, do you search bad jokes on Google? No, no. I search for jokes and I pick out good ones that are funny. Okay, got it. All right, let's talk Taylor Swift. Sammy, what has been going on in the recent Taylor Swift news? Um, so Blank Space became Taylor's longest-running number one single on the Billboard Hot 100 this week. Woo! And uh, Taylor has started becoming a Broadway buff. Um, she attended two Broadway shows this week. On the 22nd of December, she attended Beautiful, the Carol King musical, with Austin, her brother. And on Christmas Eve, she attended the Matinee of the River, starring Hugh Jackman. And Taylor bid $6,000 on a shirt. Hugh Jackman wears in the play to benefit the Broadway Cares Equity Fight. Ooh, I want Hugh Jackman's shirt. <laughs> I wonder what she's going to do Ooh. with it now that Did she win it, Adam. Sammy? Yeah, For... she did. The oh, winning bid was 6000 Um, And then she also became the first act since the Beatles with four consecutive studio albums that each spent six weeks or more on the number one chart in the U.S. Yay! Wow. Can I take a minute to point out how absolutely mind-blowingly awesome that is? Sure. <laughs> I, I thought I just did comment. <laughs> no, but it is it's uh, fantastic and if I if memory serves me correctly, she is also the first female artist to do that. I would imagine so, especially if she's the first one since the Beatles. Yeah, first um, one since the I Beatles. I think it's interesting that last week we uh we were telling Scrooge that that she's going to become like the Beatles and this week she did something like the Beatles. Yes, yep. Scrooge. Foreshadowing. <laughs> We just, that was, I mean, that was the ghost of uh, Swift oh, yeah. Miss Future, right? Yeah, so he yeah. knew what was going on. That was yeah. Kendrick, Kendrick Lamar. Lamar. I'm surprised he hasn't coming. come back on this episode yet. 
Steve, don't ask. He might come back around, Steve. Um, if anybody's confused, last week's episode 165, we told the story uh, called A Swift Miss Carol, and the uh, ghosts of Swift Miss Past, Present, and Future took us through some cool Taylor stuff. It's a lot of fun. You should check out 165 if uh, you haven't already. So thank you, Sammy, for the news. That's amazing. Taylor catching up to the Beatles. Um, if I, memory serves me correctly, the Beatles had like six or seven consecutive albums spent six or more weeks at number one. Does anyone know that offhand? Steve, Google search. I, I could have sworn that's what I read in one of the articles. Um, you know, I'm not claiming that one as fact because I don't remember, but I could have sworn one of the articles about Taylor hitting that record mentioned that. that so that the Beatles means it's going to be like, a while before she can beat the Beatles, which she will, duh, but... <laughs> duh i mean like duh it looks like the answer is seven seven, seven. holy cow yeah so she she's got a few a more albums to go. to go she should just come out with more albums she each year instead of every two year. years yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, no one was complaining right i i don't think they would every complain six months, except every... for taylor with the workload it would put on her she just get to come out with more songs that she writes yeah she I mean, writes, she like, writes a lot of songs like i don't think it would be more work for her they would just she would just be able to release more of the songs that she's written in a year than cutting more you know? all right all right thank you for the news <laughs> sammy diane what does taylor have coming up in the next couple weeks well on december 31st taylor will perform at the new year's rock and eve with ryan seacrest that's coming up this week guys be prepared um, and then on January 7th is the People's Choice Awards. Taylor is nominated for Favorite Female Artist, Favorite Pop Artist, and Favorite Song for Shake It Off. Shake It Off! On February 8th is the 57th Annual Grammy Awards. Taylor is nominated for Record of the Year, Song of the Year, and Best Pop Performance for Shake It Off. And then on February 25th, Taylor will perform at the Brit Awards 2015. Diane, can I offer you a suggestion? What's going on? I think when you're reading things like the 57th annual Grammys, you should try and sound like one of those guys on TV that <laughs> welcomes you back from the commercial break. Um. The 57th <laughs> annual Grammys. Okay, I'll try that. So from time. now on, when you read that part of the calendar, that's how you have to say 57th annual Grammys. Okay. Okay. <laughs> we'll we'll be saying that the whole way close to February 8th, so you'll have a couple have more time times to practice. to practice that. I have like a month. Shoot. Exactly. By the last episode before the Grammys, you'll be like perfect at I, it. They'll want to cast you as like the, the announcer. Yes, exactly. This is my um, audition here. <laughs> <laughs> practice and audition. Well, thank you for sharing with, the, uh, sharing with us the calendar, Diane. Hope everybody got all those that they want to pay attention to. Noted them down. So... Today, like I said, we're going to be taking you down memory lane, walking back through 2014 and all the awesome Taylor moments that were. We've got our 13 moments of 2013, which is perfect. 2014. 2014. 2013 oh. was last year, Adam. Sorry. Sorry. This is this is 2014. I had 13, that we're on, I had 13 on my mind. Yeah. That's why I folks. I got my mind on the 13 and the 13 on my mind. <laughs> Anybody? Anybody? No, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Got my mind on the money. Got my anyway. mind on my money and money on my mind. Yeah. Who what? sings that, Steve? <laughs> Nobody oh, knows. 
Tell us the answer. Crickets. I don't remember. Actually, I forgot. <laughs> it's some. It's a popular it... hip hop rapper, though. I swear it is. Ti. No, that's not it. It's older than that. Oh, okay. <laughs> Steve, <laughs> do I need to look this one up on my own? Sure, do it. Look it up. Uh, no, I got to announce our main discussion. Oh, we're doing Can you the do 13... it in that Grammys voice. <laughs> 13 moments of 2014. Then we got to insert like a studio audience like woo! clapping. Yeah. Yeah. Cheering. Anyway, the reason we chose 13 is, uh, you know, pretty obvious. It's 13 is, you know, Taylor's lucky number. It is. But there is one more subtle reason. Our very last episode being recorded in 2014 is episode 166. One plus six plus six. Is 13. 13. So thus we are doing the 13 moments of 2014 rather than 14 moments, which would have made it a lot easier to say and I wouldn't have slipped up. <laughs> but, you know, so moment number one, guys, these are in no particular order. Uh, what is our favorite moment might not be yours. We just threw them all on here. So number one. Taylor moving to New York City. She changed from country to pop. She made the big move from Nashville to New York City, sort of, you know, country hub to a pop hub. Nominated for the first time ever in a pop category at the Grammys. It's exciting. Am I going to be the only one talking here? Like, well, I feel actually, like... <laughs> I got something on this. Uh, I think if I remember back to our last year wrap-up, one of the biggest moments was the Pinnacle Award that she got at the CMA Awards that only Garth Brooks had won before that. And that was kind of her peak of country was 2013. And then, boom, 2014, it was the switch into pop music. So She's, it kind of – it's flowed like that. It's, it holds significance neat. on multiple levels. Yeah. The whole moving to New York City and becoming the New York City ambassador. Very controversial among New York City residents. Some love it. Some hate it. There's not very many in between. Some- don't even know. <laughs> Those are the people in between. Know. They just don't know. <laughs> yeah, they're like, like wait, she's, she's what? Yeah. We have an ambassador? <laughs> what does that even mean? What does she do? It <laughs> means that she is who we go to when we're wondering where all the gas stations are in New York City because we can't fill up our car with them. I had that question the other day. Where Adam are the gas stations Adam... and where are the grocery stores? Is she going to get to hit the, the button to drop the ball? No, oh, that'd be like, cool. It, she, there's, there's no way she can get from her stage to drop the ball. But there is a list of them. It's a like a bunch of like you know EMS people and you know well, NYPD think... people. She's not. She's she's not. A list she's of doing... what people that get to that are operate the, the ball. Yeah. What's yeah. wait? So they all put their hands in it at the same time. Yeah. Oh, that's she's cool. doing. She's doing a countdown with Ryan Seacrest somewhere. How is she is getting from the stage she is performing on? To where Ryan Seacrest is to do the countdown, I have absolutely no idea. It's like 15 minutes, though. (laughs) That's plenty of time. They'll figure it out. (laughs) That is, especially with her bodyguards plowing down all the people in their way. She could go over the crowd. She could fly on some sort of trapeze device. Or a helicopter. Or she could just crowd surf. They no, would move her the, for her. I think it's in the MTV, MTV building, so they just have to walk her through the crowd from the stage to the MTV building. Mm. Okay, then. All right, number two. Two. Two, 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 two. I got to get one of those sound effect machines or something. <laughs> two, two, two. You need a soundboard. That's what you need. Like yes. it, just, it just says all your atomisms, and you just <laughs> press a button. It's like, shadisms? <laughs> yeah, like the things that you do in the episodes all the time. 
but they come to me like as I'm doing them. I'm like, shake it off, shake right. it off. But but we can put all the classic ones together in a soundboard for people, and then they could try it out. It would be great. Oh, sounds good, Steve. Put it <laughs> together, buddy. <laughs> Steve is not doing that anytime soon. All right. I'll, I'll put a list on the other stuff I've never done. Well, number two is one of the funnest. Is that a word, funnest? Yes. Yes. Okay, one of the funnest things Taylor has done, and that's the connection that she has created and maintained with her fans beyond what she already had. And that's, I mean, we can date it back to All Too Well at the Grammys, all the way fast forward through Tumblr and Secret Sessions and all her fan engagement stuff she has going on. And sending people Christmas presents. Taylor, Santa Swift. (laughs) But, I mean, let's start with All Too Well at the Grammys. That was a huge moment because that was one of the first times people are like, who was it on our panel? That was like, no, that would never, ever happen. Maya was definitely um, against it. And I thought, too, I was like, well, that would be awesome, but I don't think she'll do it. I, I, I just didn't see her doing it. But the thing that's cool about this is I, this was kind of her start and being like, oh, well, um, if the fans want this, I, you know. I'm going to do it. Yeah. So I, I think it was like the start of her um, paying um, attention to what her fans want online. Really. Which is what really kind of led to all the rest. Yeah. Interacting with them on social media and sending them Christmas gifts. Still can't get over that one because that's so incredibly awesome. She sent it to how many? Like 33 people? Yeah, thirty-three, something like that. Yeah. And if you look at some of those packages, they are nice. I mean, there was there things. was an article from I think it was Billboard, Billboard that yeah, it, it talked about a girl that got a package and she got like four grand worth of stuff, and then her friend also got a package and he got like five grand worth of stuff. So I think it was a combined total of four grand. Oh, maybe I don't remember. I, mean, I read the it's article. It's still a lot of money, regardless. Yeah, I mean, thirty-three people getting, you know, almost five grand worth of stuff. Okay, but that that's a, that's, lot a, that's, of money. that's that's neither here nor there. Money is not a thing with Taylor. Like that's not the point. <laughs> well, clearly like, not. The point <laughs> is the thought behind it, because what she actually did was got to know these people and picked out gifts that she knew they would appreciate and would hold significance in their lives. That's the important part to remember here. Yeah. Like, that's that's really cool. That and must have taken a lot of time and a lot of nights of not sleeping. I mean, all, talk, yeah, all of them had, had, you know, special notes written with them. They each got a card. And then each gift had, like, a little note about the, the gift that, like, you know, she would tell them, like, why it made her think of them or, mm-hmm. you know, why it was important to her or whatever. Um, like so the very whole, personalized. Yes. That, yes. I think, is the important part of it. Yes. Well, you know, keeping with this fan engagement, one of the things that blows my mind to this day, and it's actually really unfortunate because I feel like not many people talk about it anymore. Um, and and I, I don't think that the secret sessions and the gifts from Taylor should overshadow this. And that is the Shake It Off music video. Yeah. That was kind of the first thing. What what did they call it? They had a code name for it. Cardinal. Project Cardinal, Cardinal or something. Project Cardinal. Project Cardinal or something. Everybody thought it had something to do with Red, like a Red <laughs> Tour DVD or something, because Cardinal Red. I mean, that's you know, probably that what they thing. wanted everyone to think. I mean, that's what I heard. And then I heard that it was like, Car- no, it's a it's a Hollywood term it's not one that taylor made up we talked oh, about not? that we talked about that in the episode with the, the the girl that we had on from the music video they it's a hollywood like movie term that they use for like secret projects yeah but at the time we didn't know that i mean we're no, not industry not. experts I, by no, any I mean, means but like the coolest part was that 
you know, Taylor had her management and her team reach out to various fans around the Los Angeles and Southern California area in general and invite them to a secret location. And it turned out they got to be in the Shake It Off music video. And that's like so cool. Well, not only that, but the trust factor that's involved with a lot of this. I mean, the secret sessions where she's playing the album and, you know, people are supposed to keep all of that a secret of the songs that were being played and everything else like that. The people that were in the music video weren't allowed to talk about it. And and people did well with that. Yeah. Well, as Taylor said, she said she found something that works much better than a non-disclosure agreement is just looking someone in the eye and saying, please don't share this. Yeah. So, you know, that was really cool. That impressed the heck out of me that the people in the Shake It Off music video managed to keep it quiet for that many months because they heard the song. The only Mm -hmm. reason why it started leaking, like, what the song was about was the stupid DJs that she invited to her house the day before. But the fans were able to keep it secret for months. (laughs) Like, really? That's because fans are cooler and they respect her more. And that, I think, is a huge part of the reason why she has started paying more attention to them. Yeah. You know, as that article, I want to say, in Time magazine pointed out with the album release, maybe it wasn't, maybe it was, she chose to have her album release party with fans, not with industry people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that was really, it was really important to her that it was that way and... You know, she obviously has a lot of say in her in every aspect of her career. And, you know, these are not just concepts and ideas that, you know, a bunch of businessmen and business suits are putting together for her. Like, these are things that she wants to do. And it's no, very... if it was as easy as industry executives putting it together, everybody would be as famous. Yeah, as exactly. Swift, it's so. very it's very obvious that these are her ideas because, you know, they're ideas that no one else has thought of. And, you know, I. I artists tend to have you know you know you can tell when an artist has an idea because it's ones that people haven't thought of kind of like Beyonce just dropping her album this is you know Taylor's sort of version of that is you know her fan interaction because most artists don't interact with fans the way Taylor does and it's probably a little bit of an uphill battle on some of that too because Taylor can say hey I want all the fans to come over to my homes and listen to the album and I bet you there's so many people that are in that meeting and they're like, really? Yeah. You know, this this sounds like a terrible idea. Like, you want what? That sounds yeah, like a that, nightmare yeah. for security. You know, and do you, how can we trust them? And, mm-hmm. you know, all these questions were probably raised and, and Taylor understood what her fans were like better than anybody else and was like, this is going to be perfect. And it was. Yeah, it was not only, you know, trust me on this. It was trust my fans with this. Mm-hmm. Like, right. Yeah. Yo, I'm T Swift. Trust me, I got this. <laughs> Yo, she's not T Swift. She's T Swizzle. T Swizzle. I'm like eight foot four, blonde hair to the flow. But yeah, no. So overall, Taylor's fan engagement has really increased, which is incredible because since the very beginning, she's been doing Tea Party and Club Red, and you know that in itself was like a new thing and like revolutionary. And now she's taken it to a whole new level, and that was a huge part of Taylor's 2014. And I hope to see it continue into 2015. So number three, ladies, Taylor's yeah. a feminist now. She's fighting yeah. for your rights. Yeah. So how do you feel about that? It's good. It's exciting. 
Um, I was. Don't uh, get too thrilled. You're like no, so overwhelmingly excited. There, you're I like, don't know what it's to good. Stop. Yeah, cool. I, I, I mean, I don't really know what to say about it other than it is is a really really good thing, and it's something that we all need. Well, it's a significant topic because one, Taylor has always more or less represented being a strong independent woman. She's always been like that. But two, it's becoming an increasingly socially aware movement. Yeah. And Taylor is such an influential person on the planet that it's like I I think she could really help take that movement to a whole nother level and really make a huge jump. And I think she has, uh, just like Emma Watson also has this year. Yeah. And they both support each other for that matter. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think it's, I think it says a lot about Taylor that, you know, in the, in the past, I would say year or so she has gone from say like she, and the very beginning of her becoming a feminist and recognizing that she was, a feminist um she sort of acknowledged the fact that she didn't really know what it meant in the beginning um and that you know that's kind of why she shied away from almost quote-unquote admitting that she was one but once she finally understood it she's very open about it now and she's not um you know she doesn't really i don't want to say brag about it like she wants to teach people about it as opposed to you know walk around wearing a t-shirt that says i'm a feminist you know what i mean well sammy i think you hit on one of the most important aspects of taylor becoming a part of this movement and it is that like taylor herself did not know what it meant to be a feminist and that's why she did not associate herself with it until recently i think what her influence can do is help educate people on what it is and help define the feminist movement because, in my opinion, it is relatively disjointed. There are people who believe the feminist movement is simply a man-hating attempt. Yeah. And so I think somebody of Taylor's level of influence joining that is so significant in being able to define what the movement is in the first place. Yeah, I agree. And that's a crucial step in actually moving forward and accomplishing things yes. yeah definitely do i always leave you too speechless good job adam good job <laughs> well i already said my piece back. what else do you want me to say i don't know i guess i didn't really think about it <laughs> steve okay, so steve's been awfully quiet i think it's because he doesn't want like to say something that will make women come and hurt him <laughs> I don't know if it's that. I mean, I, I, I think it's it's good to have someone like Taylor in that position of being a feminist. I mean, it's it's just a very, a very important thing for for her life right now. You know, to to be able to to be out there and everybody, you know, has has always kind of pushed back on her about oh she writes songs about boys and all that kind of stuff and and now she's coming into her own and you know this album was a prime example of that it's like hey no there's a lot of other stuff going on here this is not just me you know writing songs about boys and in blank space i think is kind of in a way of a good uh, feminist song of sorts steve i think that's a huge point to actually listen to the guys talking about the feminism while the girls are no but no no something something well something steve brought up that the three of us didn't is the impact on her career because, you know, we were talking about and I was talking about and you were talking about about how she impacts the social aspect of the movement, educating the community and the general population about 
what feminism is and defining it and stuff. And Steve makes a very valid point that it's also got an impact on her career in the sense that it's showing that it's okay for her to have written what she wrote and that she's going to keep writing what she writes and she can write what she wants because it's Uh her decision. Exactly. Right. So there's significant impact on her career and on the community, us, us fans. We the fans. Anybody? No. We the people? Are you That's what referencing I was. the Constitution? <laughs> yeah, I was. <laughs> okay. All right. Number four. Number four. 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 So Taylor totally threw the media for a loop when she released Blank Space, her most sarcastic song to date. Love it. I think Love she- it. Love I it. think she threw fans for a loop too because it's you know it's not commonplace for her. I mean, usually she's writing it about a person, and as opposed to like about how people portray her, you know. Yeah, because when um, I first heard this song, I I thought it was true. I was like, oh, that's interesting. Like I, I you know, I didn't think it was a joke or any sort of satire or anything like yeah that. like it never i mean it, it like i guess i kind of thought it was satire but like i guess i kind of felt like she like i don't know she meant it in a serious way whereas you know she really meant it in a joking way obviously yeah uh, i don't know how to word that but like i didn't i don't know i didn't i don't know well i think the reason this is a significant moment in uh, 2014 is because she showed what the media has been doing to her and totally like threw them into a trap. One of my favorite moments of this whole blank space stuff. I don't phenomenon. know. What to, phenomenon, phenomenon was an article. I, I was scrolling down through uh, Facebook one day and a VH one article pops up on my newsfeed there and says, which X is blank space about? So the, be- the best thing about that was the responses you, from yes, fans. That's what I was getting to. Fans, though, it was like I—I I promise you, it was fans, but it was not just fans, but it was everyone. Literally, all their comments were, "It's about you. It's about you. It's, it's about like you're you, wrong. VH1. It's not about an X." <laughs> I even commented myself, and it was like, "VH1, are you kidding me right now?" <laughs> Yeah, like, this type of content doesn't sell anymore. I I was like, this article is exactly why this song exists. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, that's really cool, too, because I don't think Taylor... Well, Taylor is probably the biggest example. I don't think she's the only artist who has ever been sort of... What's the word I'm looking for? Is forthright or something? No. uh, The effect the media has on her, what they do to her. There's a verb I'm looking for. Describe it. Uh, I can't. What does it look like when you do this verb? (laughs) (laughs) It's where they do this to her and they write untrue, nasty things. Victim, criticize her. Criticize, victimize, whatever word choice. She's not the only celebrity they've done it to. And we've had discussions about that. And so I think this is like a hugely important song. and, And it was a great one for her to release as a single because... Because she's representing more than just herself. Ah, that's true. Yes, that she does that a lot. No, me neither at all. Brilliant. Thank you, Steve. (laughs) I'm glad someone supports me around here. 
No, that's silence I was, I was actually saying brilliant to Taylor's idea of why. Oh, she did man. Space, but, but yes, you, you do bring up a good, brilliant point also. Thanks, yeah, buddy. No, that's a really good point that, you know, obviously this is an issue that Taylor has dealt with basically her entire career, but she is not the only artist that, you know, is accused of this, and she's not the only artist that sings honestly and openly about her emotions and her feelings and things of that nature and she's not only in the song you know speaking on her behalf she's speaking for all of these artists that get attacked for doing those things yeah and and keeping with blank space and the significance of the song but kind of changing gears at the same time how about that app Oh, that app is so. That you mean fun. that experience? Yeah, the blank thing space that I experience. In like two months, because it gets me so frustrated. Yeah, that thing. I well, finally passed it. It was very fulfilling. Yay! <laughs> no, but getting to that point, like there's something hugely important about that also, and it's doing things that nobody else in the music industry has done. And you know, when we get to these other points, like <clears throat> Spotify, um, you know. And just music sales in general, she's doing things to continue to entertain her fans because that's, you know, what singer-songwriters are to us is they're entertainers. Mm -hmm. You know, while she writes for herself, she entertains us. And so that's very important because that is proving that the music industry is not dead. It's not going broke. People need to just stop, like, expecting they can— well, yeah, they need to stop expecting that they can just write a song and that they're gonna it's gonna sell. Like they need to stop doing that. They need to be more like Taylor and create an entire experience out of their music. And I think that this goes back to, you know, her interaction with her fans in that she knows us so well that she knows what we would like and therefore she was able to create an app based on, you know, thinking that, you know, this is something we would enjoy. Well, that's the whole point of it, Sammy, is that we would enjoy it. There's, you know, there's a concept in in business now that's called experience marketing. Mm -hmm. And what that is, is creating an experience for your customer. There used to be, back in the old days, you could create a product, buy a TV commercial, and it would sell. Right. You can't do that anymore because people have options. There are tons of other artists and tons of music. And in order for Taylor to keep selling and... For other artists to I, not necessarily duplicate, but find their own way, they have to be inspired to create an experience for their fans. They can't just create music anymore. Right. And yeah. even Shake It Off was another one where she released uh, behind the scenes clips. You know, that kept happening. We'd get a behind the scenes clip, and then a day or so later, we'd get another one. And, you know, it was great to see that side of the camera that you're not going to see in the video. And, Think about the uh, the Polaroid pictures that she included in on the CDs that you bought. So you had to buy a couple so you could get all the sets of all the pictures and each picture. I mean, I'm sure fans have looked at those pictures a million times and read the lyrics around them and hung them in their room and done all sorts of fancy things. Yeah. With them. For sure. Yeah. And that's all part of the experience. Right. So, so what's the next music video? What, what can she do to top the blank space experience? With well, style, what, the next right? one. Is yeah, that her next single? Maybe. I, it's hard I, to say. I think that's unofficially and I think that's unofficial. I guess. Oh, okay. 
guess. I think I think it was. It's an educated uh, guess. Diane. It's an educated okay. guess okay, okay. based on what other people have said. Yeah. I mean, All she right. did perform at Victoria's Secret, so she's it's doing out something there. with it. And and yeah. Scott tweeted that she hoped he hoped that it would be that, but he did not confirm it. Um. So number five, (laughs) number five, let's, let's do it. Number five, again, huge, important industry move. And that's kind of a theme of some of these is that she is affecting people besides herself and her fans. And in this case, the entire industry, when she wrote that op-ed piece in the wall street journal, which was brilliantly written, we did an entire episode about it, which is somebody help me out. Episode, 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 anyone? Episode Wall Street Journal. Episode Wall Street Journal. No, that's not what it's. That's not um, what it's actually called. Talk and I'll find it. I'm pretty sure it's called TaylorTalk.org/slash Wall Street Journal. Episode 142. All right. So TaylorTalk.org slash episode 142, if you're interested, that's where we took this article in depth and broke it down piece by piece. And basically the most significant moment of that was where it foreshadowed her pulling from Spotify. There's a very famous quote of hers now in there about music is is rare is art and art is rare and rare is valuable and something to that effect and mm-hmm. something that's rare and valuable should be paid for and spotify is poopy <laughs> to put it lightly i don't think that's part of the quote <laughs> to put it lightly they're poopy i just made it part of the quote i i paraphrased i put words in taylor's mouth from time to time and you know just sort of uh well you know make up stuff (laughs) good job admitting it adam Uh, but like i said again this is so such a significant moment because this is where she's pioneering the industry and like we talked about in last week's episode about the future how she's going to become iconic in her own right and go in the same class as the beatles and people like that is because of how she affects the industry like the beatles changed music right well, the Bloomberg uh, Business Week magazine that came out uh, well, this the last month sometime. I mean, the the article has a, like the cover has a huge picture of Taylor and it says Taylor Swift is the music industry. I mean, that's a bold, bold statement there, but it's true. Mm-hmm. This, this has been her year. This has been something that artists have not been able to achieve for a while, if not ever. I mean, she is everywhere. And that's a bold statement coming from a business art magazine as opposed to, you know, like a fashion magazine or something like that. Like that says a lot about her career over the past year that not only is she being recognized in, you know, like Hollywood's like fashion industry and all that kind of stuff, but she's also being acknowledged for her work in the business aspect of the music industry. Well, it's because everything she does affects everybody in the industry now. She's that big. Yeah. yeah, And, exactly. you know, Taylor ha- herself has said that she never thought the Spotify thing would be a thing, which I, I kind of call BS on that one, to be honest. Like, because she wrote that op-ed in the Wall Street Journal. She knew what she was doing. Um, yeah, but I guess she probably hoped that she could do it quietly, maybe. But, I mean, did she want to make a show of it? Well, so here's the thing, though, talking? is what she said is that she got tons of text messages, emails, phone calls, whatever, from people in the industry who thanked her for doing that and following in her suit. And um, very, very recently, so recent, in fact, it actually was today, our recording day, 13 hours ago. It was this morning. Um, Liz Longley, do you guys know who it is? No. I do not. No, well, she's not quite as famous as Taylor, but she is a a singer-songwriter from Nashville. 
Um, but she tweeted something that said, why T Swift is smart to get off Spotify. Just got this streaming statement in the mail with her payout, her statement of her payout for her music streaming on Spotify. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know how much it came up to? $20. 10 cents. Oh boy. That's not even worth anything. Now, mind oh, that you, that was worth ten cents. Now, yeah, now mind, but what can you do with that? Like, lose ten cents in your pocket. That's what you can do with it. Like, really? Well, well, mind you, Taylor gets a few more plays, I'm sure, than Liz does. But you know, that's that's not necessarily the point right now. The point is, is Taylor was right, and other artists are upset. And the reason I kind of brought up this point too is because one of our counter arguments at one point when we were talking about this more in depth was the fact that. One of the benefits to younger artists and newer, lesser known artists is the exposure. But clearly, Liz, who I, I'm just looking at her Twitter account, she has 4,500 followers, 4,500 followers. She's a nobody in the music industry for the most part, like especially compared to Taylor. She does care. She's not like, oh, it's 10 cents, but look at all this exposure I'm getting as a new artist. She's still um, annoyed by it because that's her songs and she wants to be compensated yeah compensated she worked hard hard it's her lifeblood like that's what she put her heart and soul into and so that's why taylor taking a stance in the music industry and really helping to shape the industry as a whole or at least doing her part to try and shape it is is a huge moment of 2014 in my opinion Mm -hmm. feel free to counter if you if you dare I i think the other clarity on this is just it's that she's not against streaming she's against how artists were being compensated for music that was on the streaming model that music is valuable and you know should have a certain value to it yes fair point steve yeah she is arguing the fact that artists should be compensated not that streaming shouldn't exist yeah because i think the problem is is that spotify is making so much money off all of these people and they're not, I mean, they have the product, but they didn't really make the stuff that's on the, you know, on the source. And there obviously is a way for them to do it because, you know, our, the companies like Rhapsody and the Beats um, streaming that we talked about, like they have, you know, that you have to pay for like a premium package or whatever in order to access full albums. And, you know, so obviously it is possible and obviously people do use that. Um, but for some reason, Spotify just doesn't do that. And therefore the artists on Spotify are losing out. Yeah. Oh, FYI, everybody, mm-hmm. you can stream 1989 on iTunes radio. Can yes, you, really? you can. You yeah. can, but you can't, unlike some of the others, you can't pick what you're hearing. Basically what you do is you pick Taylor Swift radio, which compiles songs that thinks it thinks you'll like based on your liking Taylor right. Swift. And it will mix in some 1989 songs in there. So you can't pick, like, I want to listen to Blank Space. You just kind of have to listen for a while and hope it comes up. What no, but it, songs but comes it up? Also... Is it just her singles? Is it just, like, Shake It Off in Blank Space? Or is it, like, could you hear anything? No, I, it should be anything at some I point. believe it's anything because, for a long time. like, what iTunes Radio's model is, it does have, um, it does have ads, commercials that pop up occasionally. But what their main thing is, is they're trying to sell you the music. So you don't really get to pick what you hear. You just kind of get to pick a category, uh-huh. plays you song after song after song. And as it's playing, it gives you the option to buy that song in iTunes as you're listening to it. 
So it's sort of a different structure than the other streaming services. It's almost it's like kinda, a... It's, it's more like Pandora or... Uh, it's pretty much exactly like Pandora, really. Yeah, yeah it's, 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 it's the like streaming Pandora. radio model. There's a couple of different streaming models. The streaming radio model would be iTunes Radio, Pandora. The other streaming ones would be more on RDO, Spotify, Beats, that kind of stuff, so... Yes, so that is that is that for number five, Taylor. Changing the music industry on to number six, 1989 releases and sells 1.3 million copies its first week. Woo-hoo. I think the thing to note with this is that not only did um, she sell 1.3 million copies in the first week and did she become the first artist to sell three albums in a row more than a million copies in a week, but she is still reaching numbers every week that are more than, you know, a new album that's come out this week. Does that make sense? Like she's still getting like, yeah, people are releasing albums this week and she's, she's still, still beating, beating them. them. Yes. With her after. Album that's Did been she out beat for the one direction month. album? Do you know? Sammy be- off the top of your head? Um, I think that was the only week that she went to number two, but she beat. um, Nicki Minaj this week by like a whole lot. Wow. Well, again, this actually ties into a lot of what we were talking about, about changing the music industry, because she's proving that albums will still sell if you put out a quality product and you create that experience like the Polaroids that Steve mentioned earlier. Mm -hmm. So if you just do something unique, you can still sell. and, And this is why that is so significant that it's beyond adding a couple bucks to Taylor's wallet. It's, it's really about proving a point in the, in what people claim is a dying record industry that it's not dying. It's just changing. Mm -hmm. People still like music. People still like music and they still have money to spend on albums. You just got to figure out how to get them to do it. (laughs) Speaking of that 1.3 million number in the first week, I believe, uh, Adam, you and I can take credit for, uh, Guessing that that was what the numbers were going to be. On, yeah, buddy. Uh, we did that early October before the album even came out. Yeah, I remember I don't that. remember the episode number off the top of my head. but we Take that, it. industry experts <laughs> who claimed she would sell 600,000 or something. I like think that. I yep. said 1.5 million. I, was little... I definitely lowballed her. I'm really sure. <laughs> over, over excited. Yeah, Sammy has, no, Sammy has no faith in our girl. No, it wasn't that. It was None at all. That... It was what Adam just said in that I didn't have faith in the industry. It had nothing to do with her. Uh-huh. She was playing that Price is Right thing where you try to go with the low ball number so you win because you didn't go over the number. That must have been it, Steve. Must totally. <laughs> Thanks for explaining what was in my head. Again, big, huge, um, significant moment, that album sale. So number seven, my lucky number. So is this your favorite? No, oh. <laughs> um, not necessarily my favorite number, but it is number se- or not my favorite point in this episode, but it is my favorite number. Seven. Okay. Lucky number. It's, it's my kind birthday. of a sad point in a way, but yeah, it kind of is it. Well, it is, but there's a reason we got to bring this up and it's because with all this going on, all the goings on of 1989, I think people forget that the red tour was going on the first half of this year. It was like. It ended two months before we got, like, anything about 1989. Like, there really wasn't that big of a gap in between. The Red Era and 1989 era. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, the Red Tour wrapped up on June 12th in Singapore, which, shout out to Singapore, by the way, because they are the sixth largest market of Taylor Talk listeners. Ooh. Singapore, not bad for a country whose entire population is only five and a half million, so. Hello, Singapore. Wow. Hi. A lot of Singapore listens to us. That's that's fun. We're the number one podcast in Singapore. Are we really? Did you make that up? I made that up. I have no idea. <laughs> I, was, I was like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait, what? Is we, that we true? Should, should be. Maybe the number one English podcast? I don't know. I, Diane, I, I have no idea. There's no I'm, way to prove that. I, I made it up numbers. completely. It could be true. I have no idea. <laughs> Can someone from Singapore please go onto their iTunes and tell us what the number one podcast is? No, they're going to be like, oh, yeah, you guys are like 876. I can't find you. No, <laughs> compared to our numbers. Yeah, so anyway, the Red Tour wrapped up, and, you know, that was the end of a pretty big era, and that, you know, it was interesting because that was kind of the era people thought, oh, my gosh, it's a new Taylor Swift. She's all poppy. Listen to this. I knew you were trouble stuff. Right. Yeah, but she didn't really, she wasn't it. outwardly pop about it, though. She never no, she made a comment it. about... Diane, oh, I knew you then. were trouble. Thank you. When you walked in. Thank you. So shame <laughs> on you. <laughs> <That's> awkward. <laughs> anyway, so that was, that, that was that. Number eight, Billboard Woman of the Year for the second time. First person to ever get that twice. Ever, 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 ever. Like ever. Like ever. <laughs> can we still do that even though Red Air is over? We can always do that. Uh, yeah, we can always be obnoxious about things like that. Like ever. Yes. So that was a big moment because going back to the fan engagement, you guys remember she had a fan, Gina, present her with the award at the Billboard Women in Music luncheon. I think it all goes back to this fan engagement. That's I think, huge. I, I agree. That's, yeah, that's probably like the coolest thing that she did this year. I mean, like if you go all the way back, like 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 we've done, you know, she started with that all too well, and then she went to Gina's shower, and it's kind of evolved from there. Like you know, it's 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 been a year of that, and I think that that's a huge part of the 1989, you know, experience, quote unquote, model that she's created. The fan interaction is a huge part of that. Well, that's the most important part, Sammy. So, like, so now it goes back to Gina, and then it, it's, it it's going to go back to the Grammys, and then she's going to stop talking to fans after the Grammys. Is that kind of how this is going to go? It all goes full circle, and then she just stops. She's like, I already got you guys buying my stuff. I'll, I'll, I'll talk to you Tumblr. again when the next album comes out. Like, I I'll need come your... up with a new plan for you guys in two years. Peace out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, see you guys. <laughs> well, that's, keeping with the so Billboard theme, number nine... How about when she beat herself on the Billboard Hot 100? First woman to ever do that. Blank space, dethroned, shake it off. Wow. That's pretty cool. That is very cool. And it's very cool, and it's also very cool in a time where there were a lot of other female um, uh, artists on the Hot 100, in the top ten of the Hot 100, that were tr- that were vying for that number one spot. And it was kind of, you know, it was back and forth between her and Megan Trainer for a while. And, you know, Taylor ended up beating herself and, you know, not giving a spot to Megan Trainer, but taking a spot from herself. Yes. Sorry, I was zoned <laughs> out, actually. You always 
Oh my god, why am I on the show? Sammy, it's the last time in 2014 I'll zone out on you. Not the last time <laughs> yeah, ever. Not the last time ever. Hey, take baby steps here. It's the last time in 2014. <laughs> that means nothing. So that means that we're never... Okay, never mind. All right, number 10. <laughs> number 10 is one of the funniest moments of the era when she topped the iTunes charts in Canada with eight seconds of noise. This may be my favorite one. <laughs> so I think that was pretty so funny. Silly. What track was it on 1989? Three? It was what? It was style. Was but was it listed as that, or, or did it just say number? track three? It said track three, but then oh. at, once once she announced the track names and the, it became tracks, it changed it to style. And then at some point in between that and when the album came out, it actually gave them the, the song. And for those who think we're crazy and don't know what we're talking about, up in Canada, before 1989 came out, they accidentally released an eight-second clip of just and that's exactly what it sounded like. It, it wasn't that, anything just for special. eight seconds. There wasn't a secret message in it. It was just noise. Well, yeah, well, I think I think what it is. Uh, I'm just gonna guess here because I like nerdy stuff. But I think what happens is when iTunes puts an album in their system before they actually put the real music, they kind of put those little sound white noises as placeholders that they eventually swap out for the real music tunes. Okay, that makes sense. And by accident, somehow that one white noise track went live and was available, and Canadians were like, hey. <laughs> and it sold so fast, it made yep. it to number one before iTunes even realized and took it back down. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> it was really funny. That it was really funny. So number 11 is not one specific moment, but kind of a series of moments when Taylor takes time to visit – sick children at the various children's hospitals and things around the country. Good for her. Yeah. And sometimes she doesn't get enough fanfare on this kind of stuff because it's not the news that, you know, sells magazines and that kind of stuff, unfortunately. But, you know, Taylor and her philanthropy is an important part of who she is. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah, and, and she doesn't do it for the fanfare. She does it because she can, because she, you know, she had a lot of the time and you know, there were certain kids that she wanted to find, like Chloe in California. And, you know, she just wanted to spend time with these kids. She sang with them. She played games with them. Um, and it's just it's something that she does out of the goodness of her heart, as opposed to for the the fanfare, as it were. Right. Right. Sorry, I have a headache right now, Sammy. I swear I don't mean to zone out on you. <laughs> How dare you zone out during that segment my head hurts just so bad but it's it, it is stop talking because like clearly the, I'm giving adam a headache <laughs> Ugh. but taylor doing these these philanthropic efforts and visiting the kids and stuff is a huge part of who she is and you know it's a part of why we love her because she's such an amazing person and you know when she does stuff like that it's it's wonderful for everybody involved and it's just it's cool thing so it's definitely always gonna be that'll probably be a highlight we list on every end of your recap really because she won't stop doing it because no. it's it's who she is and it's for the benefit of people who really need it right so got a couple more here number 12 at the amas this year taylor was the first ever recipient of the dick clark award for excellence which is very very significant she was chosen by the amas and dick clark's dick family, clark's family. 
Sorry? Yeah, Dick oh, Clark's I, family. I repeated what you said at the same time as you said it. Then it so wasn't Jinx, repeating. It was saying it at the same time. Jinx, you owe me a Coke. Oh. I hate Coke. How about well, you owe Coke? me a Coke, so it doesn't matter. All right. Well, that was just an excellent moment because she was she was being recognized for basically her impact in music industry and the world in general. And Taylor being Taylor gets up to accept the award. And first thing she does is recognize Diana Ross, who presented it and her impact on women in music, recognize Dick Clark and his impact on music in general, and then recognizes her fans. She never once is like, yeah, I totally deserve this. Look how awesome I am, and look well, at all these things I did. I mean, how else could she have responded? I mean, it would that been was really, the best way she responded. Yeah, it would have been though. mad tacky if, like, they had this whole video explaining all the awesome stuff she does, and then she's been like, "Guys, I'm so awesome. Look at all this cool stuff I did." Oh my god, it would have been horrible. That sounds like a Kanye speech, or like something from <laughs> Justin Bieber or something. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, a highlight of one of my past years was when Justin Bieber got an award and was booed. Oh, yes. <laughs> that was awful. But, but but I think this also shows a little bit of where Taylor has been here recently. With She's getting awards that other people in the industry, like they're not even the normal awards that are always given out. They're literally like, oh, Taylor's coming. We need to give her an award. Yeah, let's no. make something up real fast. <laughs> but but, it, but it's, it has to be a very big, significant award. I mean, the Pinnacle Award last year for CMA, it was Garth Brooks was the one that previously had it. And, you know, there were years that there was nobody that fit that mold. And then Taylor came along and they, you know, with Dick Clark, there deservingly needs to be an award. I mean, Dick Clark is... Yeah. A very important part of the music industry. And in 2014 has been a prime example that Taylor Swift is the music industry now. You can almost say to some degree, he's handed off that baton to her. Mm-hmm. Here, Taylor, take it over for me. Can she revamp American Bandstand? That would be awesome. <laughs> that would be very cool. If they'd bring that back. <laughs> and she, she was the host. Can that happen? We need to make that happen. Yes. Yes. <laughs> All right, and number 13, finishing up, is a crazy one to remember because it feels like she's been around so long, but it was this year, 2014, that little Olivia came into all of our lives and Taylor became Olivia's mom. Yay! Officially making her a cat lady. Multiple cats. <laughs> no, 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 no. Two is a party, three is a cat lady. Taylor is that, has that, said that. that. Taylor has said that. Oh, two's a party, three's a cat lady? Okay, Sammy, whatever. It doesn't whatever. matter. She's a lady and she has cats. There's nothing, there's nothing to be ashamed Therefore, of. Therefore, she's a cat lady. Spe- speaking of which, um, I'm sure you guys have seen, I was at Instagram that uh, Taylor mentioned there about that her mom ended up winning the <laughs> Christmas, uh, you know. Christmas gift competition. giving. Yes. Competition. Yeah, yeah, not that there is one, but if there was one. Gave Taylor cat carriers that say what... I forget which is detective and which is Olivia Benson and then Dr. Meredith Gray. And they're on cat carriers that are custom, custom embroidered. Super cute. The photo is hysterical because the Meredith is in the Meredith bag. And if you look closely at her, Meredith is like, get away from me. And (laughs) Olivia is in the Olivia bag. And if you look closely at at her, she's like, get me out of here. Help me. Well, they got to go in cat carriers. They're cats. So I hope you guys enjoyed our little recap, went down memory lane. 
But I can't leave you with just 13. I have to have a 14th moment. I had a feeling you'd do this. I have a 14th moment that nobody on the panel knows about yet. It's not in our notes here that we follow when we're recording. I uh, wanted to share it with you guys. So number 14 is, uh, it's it's sort of almost, well, it is kind of a personal story. So backstory. So um, I, I said so too many times here. I'm sorry. I mean, I'm so sorry. Say so one more time. So my, <laughs> all right, a needle pulling thread. <laughs> He's never seen the sound of music. He doesn't get that. <gasps> what? Can I tell number fourteen here? No, Absolutely. you have to go watch the sound of music. <laughs> so number fourteen, number fourteen. My parents recently went to um, a ski ski resort called Brian Head that's in Utah, and uh, they had some anniversary party there, and they were sitting talking with a couple. Uh, the husband, I believe, was a ski instructor there at the resort, and they were just chit-chatting and talking about music and things of that sort. So my dad pulls out his uh, his phone and shows this guy a picture of me and Taylor, Proud Papa. He loves showing off that picture to everybody he can. And they look at it, and they say, who's that? And my dad says, that's Taylor Swift. And their response to him, Who's Taylor Swift? What? Very matter-of-factly. They did not know who Taylor Swift was. They had never heard of her. Do they live in the mountain? Yeah, actually, they do, for that matter. They do live off the grid. Oh. Um, these people are total outdoorsy, like, live up in the mountains type people. Do they, but- do they climb every mountain? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think so, Steve. <laughs> Should I get that? I don't get it's it. It's from The Sound of Music. That's why it's funny. Oh, oh. God, that was so funny. <laughs> well, the point, the whole point I'm getting at here with the number 14 is with all these significant moments in 2014 and Taylor dominating the world, changing the music industry, her huge sales, is to remember there's actually people who don't listen to her yet. That's because they or live in a mountain. Her, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm actually no quite problem. surprised you guys didn't ask me, what do they listen to? What, what do, do they, they listen, listen to? to, Adam? They listen to Irish music. They like oh, Irish music. So right. you can't use that as an excuse. Oh, they live in a mountain in Utah. Well, they somehow get music from Ireland. So okay. they probably have old tapes they listen to it on, like cassette <laughs> oh, tapes. old cassette tapes. Eight track. <laughs> <laughs> Got an eight track in their cabin. That must be it. But like the the thing is, is part of the reason I point that out is because you know we talk about like how humble taylor is during her award speeches and how appreciative she seems of her fans and i think taylor knows about people like this and that's why she so genuinely appreciates each and every single person that takes the time to listen to her music and become a fan of her i i mean it could be that but it's also hard to think of um as a person like hey there are a lot of people who know who i am like that concept is hard to i don't know like about how, like like how there's a hundred and eighty thousand people that have listened to you this month. No, there's not. It's just me, you, Sammy, and Steve, and that's all that happens. And <laughs> and a hundred and eighty thousand people that have listened to you this month. No, that's no. not a thing. That's hey, here's something fun for our last episode. Go tell all your friends to listen because I really want to hit two hundred thousand this month. Wow, we've never hit two hundred thousand before. Well, we got one more week left. Half a week. A couple days, really. And a new episode. 
And a new episode. New episode will help. Sammy, just keep tweeting it from T-Swift on tour a whole lot. Yeah, let me get in trouble. Every (laughs) hour on the hour. Every hour on the hour. I'm kidding. So those are our 14 moments of 2014. If you guys have any favorite moments to share, please, by all means, reach out to us. You can see all our different contact methods at taylortalk.org slash contact of course the method we're probably most active on contact method is twitter so go follow us on twitter at taylor talk 13 it'll be a hoot it'll be a blast it'll be fun we'll chit chat before we go of course we have our listener submitted mini segments we got a lot of them this episode it's the end of 2014 i wanted to fit a whole bunch in here so let's roll with it diane this one comes from Swizzle Julie, and I like your picture on Twitter. Very clever. Um, and they say, you know you're a Swifty when all your self-made sounds on Dub Smash are parts of Taylor's songs. Hashtag true story. What's uh, Dub Smash? I, I was about know. to ask that. Steve? I, I don't know, but it sounds like a sweet way to mash up tunes or parts of songs or something like that. I got to look into that. That seems cool. That's yeah. probably exactly what it is. All right, next one. At Scotland underscore road. Hey, friend. Hi, friend. Says, if Swifties ruled the world, there would be a Taylor Swift store in every mall. Oh, my gosh, please. Oh, please. That would save us on the shipping. Yeah, save us money on shipping. Yeah, but we would spend so much more money, guys. Like, it would be such a disaster. Yeah, but then we'd at least get to take it home that day. We wouldn't have to order it and then wait. Anticipation is half the fun. No, it's not. Yeah, that's why they've had the coming soon shirts for six years. (laughs) But it almost be like going into the Nashville. Ville, uh, airport because that's one <laughs> yeah. of my favorite things is i'm like taylor store they have blankets they have this they have that it, oh they've got cool. all the taylor merch in that and airport it's do you think they would still do, do that now they'd they still... do i took a photo of it i can confirm from that. 1989 or from red no it's all still red and fearless but red, uh, 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 it's there <laughs> what, what they need to do since she's in new york now is they need to put it at uh oh the little welcome JFK to new york stands Right next to the I Heart NY t-shirts. Exactly. Yeah. Sell them on one side. Um, okay. <laughs> so the next one is from T-Swift is magical. Um, if Swifties were, ruled the world, there would be secret sessions every Friday in Taylor's living room. <laughs> That'd be cool. That would be very cool. She'd be able to that. cram. That's how she's upping her game next year in <laughs> 2015. Yeah. <laughs> or TV show live from her living room of the secret <laughs> sessions. <laughs> that would be really Okay, the next one comes from Off Off the Popes on Twitter. And if Swifties ruled the world, there would only be crime shows because those are Taylor's favorites. And Doctor Who, um, because they wouldn't let that one go. Oh, thank goodness you wouldn't <laughs> let Doctor Who go. Yay for crime shows. I, I nearly had a heart attack there. <laughs> and, and maybe Taylor likes Doctor Who. Maybe she'll get into that. I don't know. I love Doctor Who. Um, the next one comes from Annie's 31, and they say, if Swifties rule the world, kitty ears would be mandatory. Can I be exempt, exempt from that law? No. Wh- why, are you allergic to kitty ears? Yes. You're allergic no, to cats, not but not kitty ears. kitty ears. You can wear them. I can't. I'm allergic. <laughs> <laughs> so you're allergic to cat-like shapes? <laughs> yes. Yes, exactly. You're allergic to those emojis. Is that why you have a headache? Precisely. Precisely. All right, next one is a voicemail from Christina. Christina, take it away, please. Hi, my name is Christina, and I wanted to share a You Know You're a Swifty one statement. You know you're a Swifty when you've realized that on the Hunger Games soundtrack, eyes open tells you to never close your eyes, but 
safe and sound tells you to just close your eyes. I have actually never noticed that before. That's clever. That's very clever. Mm. I have noticed that. Yeah, but it's for different characters in the movie, right? Different I perspectives. Uh, yeah, it's been a long so. time since sense. I've listened to that soundtrack, so I'm opting out of that question. Okay. Um, the next one is from Ice Skater Girl ninety seven. If Swifties, Swifties, if Swifties ruled the world, it would be amazing and frightening. Yeah, mostly frightening. Yeah, I think. pretty much. If Sammy were in a position of power, I'd be terrified. <laughs> I would Aww. be terrified too. I'd move to another planet. <laughs> Which one would you pick? Mars. What if Dang, there was a that's... swift planet out there that we're not aware of yet that has not been discovered? <laughs> it's just a whole other planet of Swifties, and they're the ones that are buying all the records, and really here she's only selling, like, you know. Four. Just yeah. four to our panel. <laughs> the next one comes from Swifting Daily on Twitter. If Swifties ruled the world, there would be no chill. Ever. <laughs> like, ever? Like, ever. Uh, this one comes from... One RU511, and they say if Swifties ruled the world, there would be a Red Era TV channel, a Taylor Swift Era TV channel, Speak Now Era TV channel, 1989, and and Fearless 2, of course. That would be fun. I might actually like subscribe to cable again, <laughs> which I currently do not have cable. Or, or just even, we'll make it simple, just have a 1989 channel, and then you can have like a throwback Thursday where then it becomes a Fearless clever steve but the other having having a variety of channels would be better so i do agree with them but if if we had to have one that would be the way to do it and it would be channel 190 or one nine steve now you're just putting me to sleep sorry (laughs) 1989 yeah all right at puggles 99 on twitter says if swifties ruled the world a baker's dozen would be called a tailor dozen. That's cute. <laughs> That's clever. And baker's gonna bake, so that makes sense. Baker's gonna that bake, 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 bake. Oh my gosh! Do you guys remember when "Shake It Off" came out and we had a debate over that lyric? We had a debate. I thought it was "bake, bake, bake" for I an embarrassing too. amount of minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I was hoping. I knew it wasn't them. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Sammy, bring it home. Um, the last one is from Tiny Lou underscore thirteen. If Swifties ruled the world, Taylor would have a long list of Starbucks lovers. <laughs> oh, love Got a long oh, list Lou. Starbucks lovers. I, I seriously thought it was that at first. Like the first whole day that I listened to it, I totally thought it was that. And then all of a sudden, I was looking and I was like, Ooh, I, "I'm wrong on this." The first lyric. time I heard it, I, I was <laughs> and just like, so "I don't know." It makes so much more sense saying. now that I yeah. look, and this is not what it says. Well uh, then, Steve, now that you just embarrassed yourself. Oh, it's, it, no, it's all right. I'm not the only one. Obviously, there you're were these. Decent... No, the you're not one. the only one. Right. Definitely not. So thank you to everybody who sent those in. We had a lot of them for the last episode. Those are it for the mini segment submissions for 2014. Hope you guys keep sending them in 2015. You guys know where to send them. Boom. TaylorTalk.org slash contact. Before we wrap it up, anybody got any last Taylor predictions for 2015? I think she's have... going to keep. Oh, oh. sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, I was just going to say, I think she's going to keep with the fan um, interactions, and she'll do something extra special on tour for fans that's um, even cooler than, like, say, a um, Club Red as, like, Mm. part of the show. Um, Okay. I was going to say, I'm not sure 
that I predict that it's going to be much more than Club Ride, but I predict at some point she'll go further with the secret session idea and maybe have sleepovers. That would be too I, much time. No. I, I think no. this is something that's been a long time coming. I've been thinking about it for a long I would time. Be Taylor to is sleep. not going to have sleepovers. What's she going to do? I have, like, know. bodyguards monitoring everyone 24-7 to make sure nobody, like, attacks Taylor in her sleep? Well, that's see, kind of their job. But the thing that would be hard about that is I don't think anyone would sleep because they would be too afraid that they would well, who wake up and... I do. <laughs> <laughs> They would be too scared to wake up and she might be gone in the morning. I don't know. Steve? My prediction? Do you have a last prediction you want to share? Put it on the record before 2015 happens? Uh, Like the Taylor's going to do? Yes. Yes. Know that you're going to do. Oh, well, that would have been easier to figure out. (laughs) (laughs) No, I I think uh, she will continue to push the envelope. Um. Like, for instance, I am curious what the next music video is. She can't just release a music video and nothing else now. There has to be some other content, some experience, some something to go with that. I mean, that's kind of what I'm hoping we see through the rest of this album and, and the tour for that matter, too. Just interactive stuff when we go to the, the tour shows and everything else like that. I And I, I think if anybody can do it, it's her. So I think I'm interactive excited. tour is a good thought. Good prediction. Yeah. I dig it. Cool. My final prediction going on the record before we hit 2015. Taylor is going to write a song on the Paper Town soundtrack or have some involvement in that movie. Yeah. I, I would agree with that. Yeah. Oh, okay. I would say that's like 99%. I'm going on the record with that prediction now. So when it happens, I can be like, Yes! <laughs> well, we all want this to happen. Right. We want it to happen. Well, I could care less if it happened or didn't happen. I, I care Don't more about my prediction that. being right. I want that to happen. All right. All right. Well, you love we John love Drew. our Don't obsessions lie. to kind of like mix in. We're like, you know, oh, I like this and boom. Oh, they like that too. So it's great. Yeah, that's nice. Are you done yet, Steve? I, I'm done. I, I actually talked a good bit on this episode. It's kind of scary. Good job. I know. That's why the episode's so long. It's because Steve's How on long it. is it? Sorry. We're up to like hour 10-ish. I don't know. Ooh. Oh, my. <laughs> I know. It kind of sucks. But, you know, people got to deal with it. You know. Haters Go out with a bang. Haters gonna hate, 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 hate. End of 2014 with a bang, with a long episode. Yeah. Hope you guys had a wonderful 2014. It was great sharing it with you guys, you know, and everybody else that was alive in 2014. <laughs> we all shared it. Yes. No, okay. Mm. Nobody ever responds when I speak. <laughs> I have a headache Well, you now. zone out when you <laughs> My New Year's resolution for 2015 is to... No, is to say things that you guys will respond to. Oh, that's not zone out when I talk. All right, guys. Well, give us feedback. Let us know what your favorite moments of 2014 were. You have a variety of ways to contact us. You can email us, tweet us, Facebook us, leave us a voicemail, ask us a question on Ask FM. I forget every way you could contact us now. We have an Instagram now. Yeah. I always forget about that. We have an Instagram. If you guys want to go follow us there, it's uh, Instagram.com slash Taylor Talk Podcast. It's the only one that varies. It's not Taylor Talk. 13. And you can also send us um, emails. Yes, and don't forget the new email address because the old one is inactive. The current email address podcast at taylortalk.org. 
That's where you can reach us. You can reach any of the hosts directly by our name at taylortalk.org. So Adam at taylortalk.org, Diane at taylortalk.org, Sammy, Steve at taylortalk.org. Reach any of us. If you guys forget, again, the link is taylortalk.org slash contact. We'd love to hear from you guys. We will see you all next year. So for episode 166 of Taylor Talk, the Taylor Swift podcast, this has been Adam. Diane. Sammy. And Steve. Signing off for the last time in 2014. Bye, guys. See you all next year. Happy Happy New Year. This podcast is not directly affiliated with Taylor Swift.